You're listening to Run, Are You Win? Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. As pastor of the Smithton Outpouring and the Kansas City Revival, Steve is a leading voice of revival worldwide. Steve shares his life-changing encounters with God, along with biblical teaching that equips you to experience and lead lasting revival. Come, run with Steve and expect God to revive us now. Hello and welcome to another Revive Us Now podcast. I am your host, Steve Gray, and today we're going to talk about uh, revival, of course. We're going to talk about revival and holiness. And whenever you talk about revival or you read about it, go get a book on revival uh, or the, the, the standard revival things, and you talk about revival, repentance, prayer, and sometimes holiness, and uh, those kind of go together. And so we're going to talk about holiness today uh, a little bit. And I have a scripture that says from Hebrews, Make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. So make every effort. And then if you take out about living in peace, it would read, Make every effort to be holy. And um, I remember way back uh, before the Smithton outpouring, the Smithton revival that was in you know, 1996, which is history now, way back there. Uh, but uh, the couple of years before that, when we were just beginning to start intercession for revival for the presence of God, <clears throat> I had a fellow come up to me. And he's a little irritated because we're every Tuesday night we're praying for revival and the presence and the glory and, and just starting, you know. And he's a little irritated about it. He just kind of matter-of-factly said, you know, uh, we're not holy enough. We're not holy enough to have revival. And I'm thinking, well, I can't argue with that really, but you know, the, I, I need the I need to have a revival. I need to be empowered by God to be holy. You know, it's like which comes first, chicken, egg, cart, or the horse? Good, you know. So I need everything to do it. So I began to realize, though, he's partially right, and he's partially not right, uh, because. This does say, make every effort. And I began to realize uh, most Christians are making no effort uh, or little effort, much less make every effort. And so I realized <clears throat> making every effort uh, is something that we had never done, you know, to put every effort into it. It wasn't that important to us. And when you want a move of God and you want to have it and you know that holiness is part of this you know, formula, I guess, or part of the compound of getting it, then you want to put effort into it, make every effort to be, to be holy. And, and uh, at the same time, you know, on the other end is I'm going to have to have some help through the Holy Spirit to really be in a holy position beyond human effort. But it starts with my desire to be holy. And so I got to put every effort I can because I know that's going to help me progress in this. Okay. Now, the reason a lot of people don't understand what's going on here about make every effort to be holy, because it sounds just odd to us, like, how can I be effort to be holy, is we don't know what holiness is. And uh, so we don't know, don't know that we can obtain holiness by effort because we don't know what it is. We don't understand what holiness is. Because holiness is not really an action, even though it has actions. Holiness is not an action, even though it has action. Holiness is a position. Holiness means to be set apart, okay? To be set apart. In other words, in the tabernacle, there was the holy of holies. There was a holy things. There, was a, there were holy things in the tabernacle, okay? 
And that meant they were holy, not because of what they were doing, okay? They were holy because they didn't do anything else but be used for God. They were for God's use. And so, in other words, you take a bowl, and there's a bowl there or something, or some utensil there in the Holy of Holies, and it was holy because they didn't use it for God and then turn around and, and use it for something else and go have dinner with it. If there was a spoon, it was God's spoon or whatever it is, and it was only for God to be only used in holy ways in the temple, and then they didn't take it out here and, and use it on a picnic or something, you know. And so that's what it meant to be holy is set apart for God. And uh, so when you begin to realize, make every effort to be holy, then you realize, okay, it, the, the writer is saying, make every effort to set yourself apart for God. So, oh, well, all right, I, I, can, I can start doing that. I can do that. I can do that and then, and then move into this area a little bit. So it's a position. And it's not so hard to figure because, you know, you, you do, a lot of people do that every day. They, they, they do a holy thing every day. What am I talking about? Well, it's not really in religion, but it's, it, it translates into, into it. Uh, people do it every day. They go to work. And they're doing a holy thing. You say, what? I don't do anything holy at work. (laughs) Where I work, it's the farthest thing from holy. Well, not if you really translate it into what holiness is. Because when you go to work, the workplace, the people, the boss, the company, or whatever it is, they expect you to come to work, go into that place, and be set apart to your job, right? Set apart. Uh, you, You don't go there and go in for 20, 30 minutes, and then just walk back out again, decide to go down to the coffee shop, and then maybe you go shopping or go meet with a friend and then come back and work a little bit, and then, oh, decide maybe you're going to play a video game on the, on the company computer, you know, just stuff like that, <clears throat> because then they say, you, you can't work here anymore because you're not set apart, see? You're doing too many things. You're not doing your job. You need to come and go to work, and when you're not at work anymore, then you can go do something else. All right. So holiness would be the same thing. You have a life that's set apart for God. Okay. For God's use. And so you, you don't get entangled as the Bible says, don't get entangled in the things of the world and the, and the thinking of the world and the attitudes of the world. You have the mind of Christ and you, you get that. And so to be holy means to be uh, set apart. And so when you begin to realize that you're going to be set apart for God. This is what you are. You're a Christian now, or you're, you're serving the Lord. And so your life is set apart for him. And so when you go, you go to work, obviously, uh, or whatever. But when you get there, your mind is, how can I best represent God? Because you got to do your job. You got to do what the boss says or whatever. But you can't go around and when you're supposed to be sitting at your desk doing some business and say, well, I'm going to be set apart for God. So I'm going to stand. I'm going to walk the aisles and witness to everybody. Well, that's not respectful to the job. But you can think, how can I be a light? to the kingdom of God, right? A light to the world here. And you do that, how? You do that by having the character and the attitude. Let the same attitude that is in Christ Jesus be in you, the attitude of it. And, uh, and as you keep reading this on down, it talks about having that, those attitudes and, and uh, not having bitterness in you or any, anything like that or godlessness in you. And so when you begin to realize that, you can be set apart because other people who aren't set apart you know what they're going to do? They're going to be 
if your desk or whatever, across the hall or whatever kind of job, if you're on the manufacturing line or whatever, and there's other people around, you know what? They're not going to be set apart for God. And you can tell they're not set apart from God, for God. They're not being holy because they're going to have bad attitudes. They're going to have unforgiveness. They're going to be angry about stuff, you know, and they'll be working there just like you, but they'll have anger in them. They'll have bitterness in them. They'll have bad attitudes. They'll be hard to get along with. They're only thinking of themselves, right? You know what I'm talking about. So they may go to church. They, maybe they do. They, they say they believe in God. Maybe they go to church, but they're not being holy, right? Because if they're set apart for God, then they're going to have God attitudes, and they're going to make every effort to be holy means I'm not going to let those things in. I'm not going to let and be angry all the time. I'm not going to be bitter. I'm not going to be unforgiving. I'm not going to have bad attitudes. You understand what I'm saying? So you realize when, when, when I thought, okay, revival, and I realized repentance and prayer, and I need to be holy. And all of a sudden, I thought this is like holy was some kind of great halo of spirituality where I walk in the cloud of glory, and I'm perfect, and I never make a mistake, and all that. But it it's not, it's not that. Make every effort to holy. Just set apart yourself for God and, and God's use and God's attitudes and that. And so it's, it's really more simplistic. You know, it's a lot lower level to begin uh, walking in, in holiness. And you set yourself apart. And so, in other words, you make the decision of what you're going to participate in. If it's holiness and you want to um, be a part of it and be a part of that, then you, you set yourself apart from worldly ways, from worldly attitudes, from worldly habits, right? So you set yourself apart from those things. They're around you. They're around you everywhere. Everybody can have them, and you can uh, still go to church and have Christian friends, you know, but, in, but you're going to make an effort because you want to be able to connect to God, and you want to have revival in your church, you want to have it in our country. You want to see the power and presence of God come back. You're revival-minded. So you've got to make every effort to be holy by setting yourself apart. And the worst thing we can have is people, you know, they're praying for a revival or a preacher praying for a revival. And we want revival. We want you to change America. We want to clean up America. And then you got to, you need what really need to be praying for you to clean up your act yourself, clean up your attitude, clean up what's in your heart, you know, clean up what you've let in and all the unforgiveness you've got or that bad attitude or whatever it is, bad habits. You understand what I'm saying? And people see that, and so your prayer is empty. You're praying for a terrible, old, mean America, and you're a terrible, old, mean pastor or person or husband or mother or whatever. So we got to not participate in worldly ways, attitudes, and habits, and set ourselves apart. It's our position is we are in the world. We're not part of this world system. Set ourselves apart for God's use only. And so when we make every effort, we make every effort, to set ourselves apart, we make every effort to be holy, then God will reward us with revival. Got it? Yeah, I think you did. All right, till next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. Push the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode and spread the word on social media. For more episodes and resources, go to reviveusnowpodcast.com. Until next time, keep on running for revival.